Hello, Wisconsin. Welcome to this week's episode of the Project Pitch It podcast. Today's episode, we're going to talk to Elizabeth Mueller, who started Swath Gifts, really cool, reusable, sustainable gift wrap. Awesome story of how she came up with the idea, how she sources her fabric, all kinds of things. And uh, she was on my episode of Project Pitch It. So we knew each other a little bit before this, but very cool to talk to her about her story. She also has lots of good advice of just how to build a network in Wisconsin, how to reach out to people, not be overwhelmed by all there is to do with starting a business and just get started, reach out to people and everything kind of starts to feed upon itself. So good conversation. Let's get it going. Hello, Elizabeth. Hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, we should tell everybody we've met before. So we were on we were on the same episode. It was so fun. It was it was overwhelming, which we can get into. And we <laughs> we talked while we were filming, but it was kind of a crazy day. But we'll we'll recap some of that as we go. Should be good. All right. So Elizabeth Mueller, founder of Swath Gifts, reusable handmade fabric gift wraps. They are awesome. I was telling you before this, I've seen a preview of our episode. They are incredibly cool to see a person. Thank you. Um, we will talk through the business a bunch, but before that, kind of what's your personal background? Maybe from where you grew up, up until you started the business. Tell us about yourself. Sure. Well, I grew up in St. Louis, but then ended up moving to Milwaukee when I was in middle school. So I um, I consider myself a Milwaukee, and even though I wasn't born, right. I feel like so many of my formative years were here. So we'll my allow life- we'll, we'll allow it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank That's you. Good. Honorary. Honorary. Yeah, right. My, I definitely took quite a few twists and turns, and I'm not going to lie, there was part of me that probably thought I was never going to end up back in Milwaukee after I went to Madison for um, undergraduate and then decided to try to go to a bigger city, Chicago, and then went all the way to the other side of the world and taught English abroad for a couple of years in Madrid and in Paris. So I moved back to Milwaukee oh just to kind of reorganize and figure out where I was going to go to graduate school. And you know how life happens. I met someone special yep. and I didn't leave. So I went to graduate school at Marquette and then have been Wish. here in Milwaukee ever since. Um, I think the interesting part about my background and why that that whole journey is interesting in terms of um, my participation on, on Project Pitchett is that nothing I studied had anything to do with entrepreneurship or business or anything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, this definitely not only was not ending up, I'm, I love that I'm in Milwaukee and I am so happy to live here, but I wasn't really in earlier parts of my life expecting to be in Milwaukee. And I think if I would have told a younger version of myself that I would be an entrepreneur, I would have probably argued with you and told you there's Liar. no chance. Yeah. Because um, my background yep. is always in education, working either yep. teaching or as a counselor um, with after school programming and stuff like that. So I had always really worked in education. Um, so taking this shift to be an entrepreneur definitely was not something I expected. But um, what I've learned is that you can use so many of the skills from other pieces oh, yeah. of your career and of your life to do something that you may have never expected as long as you yeah. have an open mind and are willing to laugh at, maybe not necessarily laugh, you can also cry at your mistakes, but then laugh well, yeah, and move on. Yeah, depending on the day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and depending yeah. on how much they cost. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> um, yep. But like, you know, learn from your, not even necessarily mistakes, but 
just learn from the things that happen as you're trying to start a business. And I think that because my background is in education, I always really do consider myself a lifelong learner. And so I think that's where my, my actual like career background helps me because I just, I love learning things and being an entrepreneur, you are going to learn so much. (laughs) Yeah. You, you, it's interesting. You mentioned though, you didn't intend to be an entrepreneur. That wasn't always your plan. No. For the people we've, we've talked to on the podcast so far, that seems more common than people that did, you know, it's almost, and we'll get into this, but yeah, kind of your, your story of saw this, this thing people were interested in and it just snowballed and it became a business. It's yes. so common that it's not, I went to school for entrepreneurship and that was it. Yeah. That's less common. I'd say. I agree. I thought, I yeah. thought I was unique in this until thankfully, yeah. you know, I started meeting other entrepreneurs and I was like, okay, this is actually very cool. I feel like, you know, this, my story actually really fits. And I, I love, you know, as we were speaking, um, earlier, I love podcasts and I love listening to people's stories. And so getting to meet other entrepreneurs and hear their stories of how they ended up where they are has always been so fascinating to me. So it's been really cool. Yeah. And that it's not as polished as you think you know like you said i get this before i had started a business like everybody has a 50 page business plan i went to harvard business school and like oh no that's not exactly the case no no definitely not if you have a 50 page business plan you probably need to cut it down i feel like that's one thing that a new mentor that i got out of this podcast out of the show was like you know you're your business plan is really long. And I had thought like, it's so in the kindest way in a very supportive, helpful way was like, you know, your business plan could be like less complicated. You know, you want to get this down to like one page succinct. These are the goals. And it's so funny because as I was making this business plan, I was thinking like what you said, like, okay, like this should be, this should be like, it's like eight pages long. It's got all these details and all this research. And it's like, has I like cited, I was very academic about it. It has like, my site like how do you right now i can't think of what i'm you know when you like my citations yeah my footnotes and my citations and i was like oh okay i need to it was a helpful exercise for me to be honest but i was like okay you know sometimes i think that um maybe taking things less seriously might actually help me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which you have a, you have a quote later on about that. I want to I read do. to you. We'll, I do. We'll, 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 we'll get, wait. We'll get That's to that. a little teaser. Everyone, you got to keep li- exactly. you got to keep listening. It's a, it's a really That's good quote perfect. from another person that. connected right. to the show. Which we'll get into as well. <laughs> so so the background. Let's kind of transition into why did you start the business? Like what what happened where you were like, I think I've got a business here with this reusable gift wrap idea. Sure. So right. it again a little bit haphazard we are not haphazard but unexpected um my husband and i had become foster parents and so we were growing our family you know growing and changing our family was in like a lot of different stages of change all the time and so we had had children living with us but never had had children living us living with us during the holidays um for a couple years and so then bam all of a sudden it's the holidays and we didn't have two kids living with us at the time and i had never had to plan holidays as a parent and so i you know and i will say one thing to know about me is like i hate to throw things away like i will coffee maker has been leaking water for like 10 years but it still works but it works yeah i don't need a new one even the iron i use for swath like 
the my husband's going to replace it because I refuse to throw it away. Like the you the <laughs> the cord has to be exactly in the right position to actually tape it to the leg of my sewing table so that the cord because oh, you know like if the cord turns a little bit then the electrical connection gets lost. Like and I oh, yeah. have been known to stop and pick up many a chair on the side of the road. So anyhow, this is the longest thing to say. Like I love garbage. I love other people's garbage. <laughs> I love my garbage. Drop it off. I'm going to find a way to use it. Um, yep. And so I always had that. And so you are a parent. So you probably yep. experienced the enormous amount of garbage that it's comes crazy. with being a parent. And it felt yeah. really overwhelming to me. Again, especially because our family would change quickly and unexpectedly. Um, and so I just would notice like, oh my God, when we have kids living here, like the amount of garbage we make is infinitely higher than when it was just the two of us. And I could really control the amount of garbage we made. It, it felt like oh, yeah. very, even though clearly I was controlling it, I was, it felt out of control. So long story yeah. short, I had been, I also am very organized. And so I had all of their Christmas presents ready in the basement and piles, perfect, like ready to wrap. So I went downstairs like a week before to be like, okay, what do I need? And let me get my, get organized about what I need to wrap. And he went down there. I just was like, I have to buy so much wrapping paper. This is gross. I really yep. hate this. And so I was like, let me just think about it because I love pride. I love to, I have always loved to sew. I was like that kid in middle school, like sewing my own, own clothes. It was not <laughs> cool. They weren't very good. But like I thought it was that's cool. cool now. I feel like that's coming back now. So you were ahead oh, of the times. I was times. ahead of the times. Um, that's right. I like that. And I've never been particularly uh, worried about being cool. So. <laughs> um, so I love to sew. It was just like always something I would do as a hobby. And so I just went and like rummaged through our linen closet and there happened to be some red sheets that were very itchy. And as you know, no one's going to sleep with itchy sheets. It's just not going right. to happen. I cut yeah. these sheets up and just like hemmed them and like used them to kind of like tie up with ribbons. Like I had like, there was no method to my madness. I just was like, I'm not buying wrapping paper. I have these nasty sheets. They're not nasty. They were clean, but they were itchy. Yeah. So I was like, I have these sheets. Everyone hates anyhow. And they happen to be red and we were celebrating Christmas. So fine. So I just was like a little bit worried, like, oh, you know, maybe this will be weird. And it wasn't, it was like such, I remember sitting there that Christmas morning being like, this is a beautiful tradition that like, no matter yeah. how my family changes, I want to keep this tradition because the kids would open, like they didn't care. You know what I mean? Like they're opening presents. So they're ripping them open, like ripping the fabric yeah. off the gifts. And then they would like, you know, ball them up and like throw them at me or put them on their head or, you know what I mean? Like it just turned into <laughs> this like really silly, funny thing. And I just was like, you know what? this is what I'm going to do from now on. So little by little, I, because I knew I wanted to do that, I, I can be a little bit particular about stuff. Yep. And so I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wanted the gifts to be fabric, but I wanted it to look like paper. Like I didn't want it to be, because <laughs> there is a beautiful tradition called Firoshiki. It's a Japanese tradition where you wrap with like a, it's, it's with fabric, but it's worn knots. And it is very beautiful, sure. but it doesn't look, it looks, it has a different look than wrapping with wrapping paper. And so I really was like, okay, I'm just going to mess around with this and try to make something with A, ribbons attached to it because I know I lose a lot of things. So I wanted also, everything yep. to the, pro everything. I wasn't thinking about, about it as a product at this point, though. I was thinking about it just as 
personal easy use. for yeah, me. I, like I don't want to lose the yeah. ribbons. And so I started sewing the ribbons on. I started sewing the ribbons on in different places. And um, the other little part I'll add to the story is that it was during the now it has become COVID. Okay. Yep. And I have two kids at home. We're homeschooling. It's a lot. You yeah. know, um, a little overwhelming. It was a little overwhelming, yeah. and I was yeah. feeling a little bit like unraveling. And so, literally, they I would get them to bed, and for some reason, I just was like, "I'm gonna work. On it. I'm gonna make this perfect." It was just kind of like yeah. something I could control and wrap my head around and like put myself into. Yeah. So I didn't just think about how chaotic life had gotten. So, so during COVID, I just started like really making them and making them prettier and making them look. I know you said so, you can. People might be watching, but mostly listening. But like, I made yeah. the prototype so that it would look like a gift wrapped in paper yeah. rather than fabric. And so I made it, and I'm like, oh my god, this got so beautiful. So I started yeah. making it for friends, and I would, you know, get fabric from like, you know, vintage stores and estate sales and all this stuff. And so I would always get fabric that kind of like had their vibe and. Like every time I would give it to someone, they would be like, where did you buy this? And I'm like, what oh, no, this? I made yeah. it. I made it. And so literally enough people said that, that I was like, you know what? See if anyone would buy this stuff. You know, yeah. like, let me just make a website. You know, let me, let me just try it. And if no one buys it, then I tried. And yeah. no big deal. And um, yeah, we sold, like, I launched right before Thanksgiving two years ago and sold like 500 units in three months and i saw nice. all of them myself so oh boy <laughs> at that point yeah at that point now i've i've expanded a little and now i'm working on expanding more but that first I holiday gotcha. season yeah i made 500 swaps in like what's the time between between th- no that's not three months between thanksgiving and christmas i made 500 wow. swaps what's Craziness. wrong with me i'm very know. busy not a lot of sleeping but I was super fun and I love sewing and I don't really like to sleep and I love to sew. So my family was a little agitated, but I was having a blast. I don't like to sleep. I like that. It's, I mean, as you say that though, that seems like a common thing I've heard a little bit during COVID for entrepreneurs or people in general, that it made you think about what do I like? How do I make the most use of my time? And for some people like you and kind of like myself, that turned into a business. Yeah. So it's interesting how that crazy chaos led to some good yes for a lot of people totally which is interesting it is so interesting yeah, exactly. yeah i hate i hate covid and i feel like it ruined so many things and so many people's yeah. lives but it also you know um like you said to appreciate um to just also you know sit back and appreciate that it did i think for me it gave me time because i also like i like to stay really really busy um yeah. and so having nothing to do i think that's why i focused on this project so much because if i if it weren't during covid i probably would have been you know doing a million things or we would have been at a million Leaving sports practices yeah, yeah right. and like doing yeah. all these classes and you know fun yeah. stuff and and with that all taken away i think this was my outlet to be like okay i'm usually so busy and my brain feels yucky so like what can i start putting my energy towards so i do think yeah. if it weren't if it if it weren't for that that slow that forced slowdown during COVID, I don't think that I would have started this business. This might not have happened exactly. So, 
it happens. You decide you're going to start selling some of them. You said you made a website. You make that part sound easy. How? How? Like, what were the steps you took so, to actually get the website and market and get the word out there? I did have a little bit of an easier time because I have a friend who helped me. So I okay. would say, you know, the one thing, maybe you don't have a friend who helps you with, could help you with the website, but maybe you have a friend who could help you with whatever. I don't know. Other part thing. of it. Yeah, part of it. Your ta- I wish I had a friend who could, would help with my taxes. <laughs> Very appropriate right now, beginning of April. Yes, that's true. Uh, yeah. Because I don't, and I tend to mess them up. But um, yeah. I had a friend who could help me make my website. So he was able to guide me through setting up the back end of Shopify with a little with, uh, with some serious handholding. So yeah. I he did some good handholding about just how to set up the domain and how to set it up through Shopify. And I will say he probably um um and he he let go of my hand before I wanted him to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, whoa. And so then, you know, I had to learn how to, I don't know, like he had helped with a lot of the back end stuff. But then I was like, okay, how do I make my about page look pretty? And he was like, okay, you, yeah. you, you can figure that part out on your own. And I was like, really? And he was like, can, yeah, you yeah. can. And you know what? You got, look at my about page on my website. It is so pretty. It's great. Thank you. It's good. Uh, I made that so part myself. Yeah. You know, I watched a lot of YouTube. Shopify, I don't, you know, I don't want to be an advertisement by accident for anyone, but I will say I personally, just from my experience, have found Shopify to be very easy and they're super helpful. Like you can do chat. We, we use Shopify too, I'll say. So advertise away because oh, okay. it has been super yeah, helpful for I, us like, too. Yeah, I was like, is this okay? Yeah. I mean, you can chat with them. You can, if you need like high level design help, you can pay to get help with that. You get like a couple hours free. And so they actually helped me with some stuff for free already. But you also like, if you're just asking like questions, like a new person who doesn't know how to use a website, like what dummy, like, um, like (laughs) e-commerce for dummies or whatever, um, they all like chat with you. Their chat support is free and super helpful. And so I would like end up being like chatting with them for hours and they would just show me one more thing and show me one more thing. And I mean, I'm still learning how to do it. I feel like the one thing that I'm trying to be better about right now is like sending emails and emails. So I like learned how to make that pop up when you go to my website that says like get 10% off and give me your email address or whatever. And that guy, that took me a minute to figure that out because you got to like buy an app. So I would say I am not tech savvy. That is not my strength. I am very creative. I love to sew. I love to problem solve. I am a crazy perfectionist, but I am not good at technology. And I figured it out. So if what's stopping you from starting a business is the website part, just stop. You stole the words out of my mouth. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I, I was the same of so frightened of that part of it, of how do you get the word out there? And it's, yes, there's times it's hard and we, you and I are through it so we can say this, but there's a lot of things to help you so you can yeah. you can get through that part pretty yeah. easily. And like, honestly, yes. you're not going to be perfect. I think that is the thing that yeah. like, I make my website better all the time. And then people will say like, oh, hey, had you thought about putting this on your website? And I, I mean this in all sincerity, like, I love when people say, have you ever thought about, because yeah. probably I haven't. And if you're looking at my website or you're using Swath, your experience is so valuable to me because 
you know, as an entrepreneur, like, you know, your product and you know, your mission so well that sometimes you don't really, you can lose sight of like, I don't know what it feels like for the person experiencing it from the other side. So I literally have, outside. Yeah, yeah, I've learned so much from people just giving me like off the cuff ideas. Like someone was like, oh, I don't want to offend you. Like clearly you're an expert. I'm like, oh, bro, no, not nope, an expert. Yeah. Please, please, <laughs> go. Yeah. I'm never going to say <laughs> that's a bad idea. Like I'm always gonna be like, okay, let me like, sometimes I can't do the idea because it's something like big yep. and hard, but I maybe it's something I could do five years from now. But yep. I just think, um, yeah, your website, my website is still not like perfect and I still keep learning ways to make it better. Um, and so I would definitely not let the website part stop you up. I de- that I yep. felt the same way. I felt so nervous about it. And even with like social media and stuff, I feel like I'm always being like, oh, I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough. And finally I have to be like, you know what? I'm doing enough. What I'm doing right. is enough. I'm doing what I can. I'm learning along the way. Yeah, yeah. exactly. How... Where'd the 500 people come from? I mean, maybe that's a marketing question. Like, how did you get the word out to that many people? So, you know what? I had posted it. Like, I started sharing on my own personal social media. And I had, like, a pretty, like, robust, not huge, but, like, I had people on social media who then, like, were nice enough to share it with their. So, like, if you have, like, friends who will share about what you're doing, then that's, like... I like one-off connections, I think are huge. It's so much easier than people getting something like that they've never heard of. If it's like a friend sharing it, then I think. So I started on my own social media, but like right away I started sharing it. Like I had done some like research on like eco-friendly Facebook groups and like different eco-friendly platforms to start trying to share it with that. And then I also did... um, quite a few markets that first holiday season so i started doing markets and then i got you you mean markets like you've like a farmer's market almost a physical place yes yes markets yeah like i didn't do farmer's markets because it was winter and i mean maybe there are farmers markets. i don't know more like makers (laughs) markets and like art and crafts markets so the biggest ones one that i did the last two years which was very um busy and what I would sell a ton is the one that's at Discovery World. It's called Milwaukee Makers Market. If you haven't gone, oh. you have to go. They they have them all throughout the year. And I, of course, I have like beautiful spring and different patterns all year long. But the terrifying thing about my business is that I do like 90 plus percent of business in quarter four. Oh, good point. So quarter one, two, and three always. I mean, this is only my second year. So I guess. Because my first year, I started in quarter four. So I have quarter four, and then I have quarter one, two, three, four, and now I'm in quarter one again. But I know from last year that, like, quarter one, you're like, oh, my God, what am I doing here? Where'd everybody go? (laughs) But, like, who's thinking about gift wrap in January? Not too many people. Some people, you know, and that's why I have to get a little creative when it comes to sales and stuff like that for spring. But I'm getting better at that. But um, Makes sense. So um, I would do like holiday markets and market, um, like in-person markets where you would go. But anyway, Milwaukee Makers Market is so fun. Like, oh, my earrings are from there. Um, <laughs> um, there you go. So if you like local products, check it out. It's super fun. The place to go. It's a, your, your personal social media thing is the example I've heard from a lot of people too. That again, you think when I started like, oh, I need to have social media marketing perfected not really like your first 
a lot of products and people, your first stuff is going to come from sharing on my personal people I know from high school, college, family are going right. to give me a chance. Yeah. And now I've started the snowball role. Right. Exactly. And then yeah. they're like your brand ambassadors who do it because they love you and because they believe your product and what you're doing. And then, yeah, it kind of snowballs from there. So I would say, yeah, there. I didn't really have, I didn't have some big audience. I just had my personal yeah. audience and then do, doing the markets helped a lot because it got me. Um, and then I did some pop-ups in like local shops. Um, and so just kind of getting out there, I'm sure it's different for every person depending on what their product is. Um, sure. But just like finding creative ways to be out there, whether that is markets or whether that is pop-ups to be in local shops, because I wasn't quite ready to do wholesale, to do retail yet. Um, in the last year, then I have started that, which is a whole nother beast, um, yeah. which I'm definitely not perfect at and still learning and don't actually have the capacity, sewing capacity to do it yet, but that's a whole yeah. nother story. But um, then, you know, so then I also, I was in a couple retail stores that first holiday season and then expanded that. But honestly, I'm, I'm, and so because I'm trying to expand my wholesale this year, I'm pulling back on markets this year um, because oh, I, gotcha. I, I can't do both given my production capabilities. And so I had to really choose what to do for 2023. And so during 2023, I'm going to focus on retail and wholesale specifically at, and so I think this is the thing, this is, I don't want this to be boring for listeners if this is like too in detail, but I think the thing, if you're listening to this because you're interested in being an entrepreneur, is like you're going to learn a lot in that first year of sales of like, where does your stuff sell? And even yeah. though it's not always what you thought it was going to be, like you just got to follow the data. <laughs> and yep. so my data, Customers don't lie. Yeah, yeah. my data has right. shown that like when I'm in retail stores that are refill stores, I know you have, you're, you're in Green Bay, right? Yep, I have Bay, to yep. Google in Green Bay. I don't know in Green Bay. For some, for a second, I thought you were in Madison, but then I remembered that you weren't. But like, used to be. Used to be. Oh, yeah. maybe that's where I thought that. Well, um, could be. Yep. So like most, so like in Milwaukee and in Madison, it's a sister store. It used to be called um, um, Glass Pantry. And so I was there and now I'm hoping to go into Green Life Trading Company who took them over. But a refill store, do you know what it is or should I say? I think I know what it is, yeah. So it's like where you go and like you bring your own jars and like you fill up your so into the jar that you brought yeah yeah that's right yep. um and so it's like it's my people you know what i mean like that's yeah. my target market like right there if you're and it's like you know that's where i go to go get my so like my bar shampoo and stuff like that like if yep. you're bringing your jars to fill in your stuff like you're interested in reusable fabric you're into sustainability you know what exactly. i mean so rather yep. than spread myself in in a lot of different stores and do a lot of different markets and a lot of different stores and really focusing just on the refill stores because I, I thought I would focus on local sales but I saw that going more national and we're focusing just on the refill shops is where I actually sell a ton more so that's where the product moves yeah, yeah it's not exactly. what I expected to be doing but I had to just follow the data but it's what happened yeah the the interesting thing I think is you're talking a lot about decisions you have to make. Like you started this on your own. Who do you with my age? You as we were saying before, I said my eight year old is like the closest thing I have to a coworker because he was co-founder slash employee oh, slash son, and he is he's so sweet. He'll always say like, "Um, what needs to wrap? 
let's get started because he would listen to me making videos like again and again and again and again and so because he was a, it was during covid so he was home and he would be like helping me pick ribbon colors and oh, yeah. helping me sew. i mean he's not he's actually is learning to sew but like so he, he is, an employee is my oh. he is my co-worker he hangs with me while i sew or reads and like he has been the closest thing i have to a co-worker so luckily he's a and, he's very and funny three dogs. yes in my three yes. dogs, one of whom is blind. That's perfect. So the blind was not oh, very not, helpful. Not a great coworker. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I mean, along those lines, who do you, who do you go to for help? Not not physical help of making the product, but like advice. Who's kind of your network of people that you get help from when you need to? I have been very lucky to be introduced to a few women entrepreneurs who are similar to me, but a couple years ahead of me in their business. Oh. And so thankfully these other, I kind of built myself a little team to be honest. And I don't know, I want to say that it was intentional, but I think it also was just like, I got introduced to people who have similar kind of product mission as I do in terms yeah. of sustainability. And so we just mashed like similar personalities here in Milwaukee. And so now I have like a small group of, you know, like four women who have companies who I can literally call and say, hey, like, what do you do about your shipping for reporting taxes? Like, yeah, literally, clearly, I'm thinking about taxes a lot. Right. <laughs> it feels very appropriate right um, now. But yeah. again, this is the second time I'm talking about taxes today. Um, on this podcast, but like, you know, I could call them up because they've been doing it, you know, for five years and two years and three years. And so I can say, Hey, like how, what, how, how do you report this? Or like, I, what I'm working on right now is, um, so another thing that's less boring than taxes is doing new, um, like packaging for retail because oh. I was in a, like, in, I got, and so I, so this is a, a similar end different because th one of these people overlaps is which what made, made me think about it. But so then like, okay, shipping, ask these mentors. But then like, I was like, okay, I want to make better retail packaging. So I literally reached out to the people who have sloth in their stores and was like, hey, tell me about my packaging. And they were literally like, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. Period. Yeah. And like, seriously, they're like, yeah, the bows, it's messy. I can't present it well in the store. And like, it was like, not hard to hear, but I was just like, dang, you should have told me. And they were like, I wish I knew this. I know. Yeah. And so you, so sometimes I think you do just have to like flat out ask people and be willing then, willing to accept the fact that they might tell you that what you're doing kind of stinks. Yeah. But now my packaging is getting, I, I did one improvement already and now I'm going to do another improvement. And now it's like, makes so much sense because I had developed the packaging model because I have the challenge of like, I don't want to make packaging waste. The whole point of my product yep. is to not make packaging waste. So when you're thinking about point, yeah. packaging your product for retail, you can't like put it in a plastic bag. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like negates the purpose. People yeah, exactly. who would want to buy it would be like, this person is very confused. So it's been a challenge to keep the packaging very minimal, very sustainable and plastic free. Um, But so that, I went one direction because I thought, okay, this is going to be great. But like what I thought in my brain and what works for shop owners, wildly different. Not the same thing. Yeah. And I think so I got great advice and now it's getting better, you know? And I yeah. had like a little like, dang, I thought my idea was good. And then I was like, you know what, Elizabeth, you can 
Try over that later. Make a new package. Yep. <laughs> there you go. I mean, both for the people that have helped you and for the feedback you're getting from stores, it seems like the advice is like, go ask, go ask for help. People are always willing to help, willing to give feedback, yeah. but you got to try it. Yeah, I know totally. you work with Jamie, who I've talked to on the show, Jamie yeah. Andrzejewski from Nourish. Yes. And that's her, her advice kind of of like, just go put yourself out there, do it, yeah. ask, you know, you, you worrying about it or weighing all the options and not doing anything isn't going to help anybody. So go do it. So let me give you the gets. full shout out of Jamie from Nourish Natural yeah. Products. Anyone who is listening, yep. first of all, if you want your eyebrows to be fabulous, you need to go get her lash serum. Yeah, I could do that. Yeah, because I could that. if you yeah. are like me and were a teenager in the 90s and over your eyebrows for years and then you literally all of a sudden had no eyebrows, this stuff is magic and your eyebrows will grow back. So <laughs> just go get it. You will love it. Okay? Perfect. But she has a ton of ama other amazing products. I mean, all her products. Yeah. My son would never sleep if I didn't have her unicorn spray because and oh, her nice. sweet dream spray because once you spray the sweet dreams, then the kid calms down and goes to sleep. So, um, so she is an amazing Milwaukee entrepreneur, like light years ahead of me in terms of business savvy, years, sales, all of it. However... She was willing to, we met during COVID. So we always were talking over Zoom, you know, like yeah. she was willing to just talk to me and hear me out and listen to my ideas. And she gave me this advice, like the, um, like, um, why it's on my bulletin board, um, um, half of winning is like winning is like half of winning is starting and, yeah. and it's just getting started that you have to. You can't get stuck trying to make something perfect. And it goes back to what we're talking about with the website. Like, yes, yep. do you want to strive to do something well? And should you be well-researched and have a good thought behind and have good research and do your best? 100%. Um, but at some point, you just have to start. Yeah, and, and iterate from there and make it better. Yeah, yeah. And she <laughs> gave me that advice, and I'm so grateful for it because I would have just, it probably did take me a year of, like, thinking and thinking and trying to figure out how to do it. And then finally, I, she, I was just like, you know what? I was going to let a whole other holiday season go by. So I was like, you know what? Okay, it's already, like, almost Thanksgiving, and so, like, I'm not yeah. going to be ready enough to launch before Thanksgiving. And then I was like, you know what? Nope, I'm just going to do it. Like I've been thinking yeah. about it for two years. Now's the time. Exactly. You know, that's good. Um, while we talk about Jamie, let's talk Project Pitch It. She's one of the guest moguls. But no, how can did you, you believe it? It's cool. Yeah. How how did you end up on the show? Where did you hear of it? Kind of tell me about the process of how you got on the show. So I had known about the show. I mean, I don't I just about it from watching it on TV. I feel like I just knew about the show. And then yep. when I did start talking to Jamie, she, before I even launched the company, she was sad, like, when the time is right, like, you let me know and I'll have, like, you should do Project Pitch It. And I was like, yeah. Jamie, I have, like, I don't even have a business. Like, girl, right. cat. Hold on. Like, yeah. This is a dream. <laughs> this is like a little seed. This seed, yeah. who knows if it's wrong. Um, but I, I knew it was. And I think she saw something in me that I, I appreciate that she saw it and um, sometimes it's easy, easier to see something through someone else's eyes. So she had planted that seed, like when I was just launching, like you, when you're ready, you should apply for Project Pitch It. 
And so, you know, the first year that I had launched, I kind of like saw the application come and go and was like, oh, yeah, like I'm, they wouldn't want me on the show. Like right. my, I'm not, that's not, well, yeah. that wouldn't be good enough or whatever. And so then the second year came around and I just was like, you know what? What's the worst that could happen? I do an application and spend some time doing an application and don't get on. But like, I often find, let me tell you, I've applied for a bunch of other stuff and not like one. You know what I mean? Like, a bunch. Like, I feel like, you know, I've applied for other grants and small business stuff. Like, and you're not going to get, you know, you're going to have this where you're like, wow, I would be perfect for this. And and they decide you're not. And so I just was like, you know what? But I always feel like doing the applications is often a good reflective exercise. That's what I was going to say about Project Pitch at the whole. Uh, rehearsing, record your two-minute video, get yes. ready for your speech. Even just that process was so useful for me personally of tighten the story up. What do people really care about? Sounds like same thing for you. Oh my gosh, right? Because that's actually one piece of feedback that I got from customers a lot that um, going towards Project Pitch It, I had to really make sure, and you, you said you saw it on the show, as like yep. I intentionally wrapped a gift while I was talking to them. Because yep. I think one thing that I thought my customers and my customer base, I think, does super appreciate that A, the the product is sustainable and the product yep. is made of garbage, made of sustainable materials. And those yep. two things are probably important, one and two. But like literally in there, I wouldn't even put it as three, is that it's super easy. But it's right. not necessarily Which I got from watching you on right. the show. It's yeah, not necessarily I didn't that like how I market. And so so many people be like, you should stop talking about how sustainable it is and talk about how easy it is. Because like yeah. it's a whole different group of people who are gonna be interested in it then. Because True. like even my husband was like, I hate wrapping gifts, but he'll sneak in my office like when it's like my birthday and stuff like that, and he'll get swaths yeah. to wrap my gifts with. And I he like the first time he did that, it was so funny. I think this was the bigger gift than what was ever in the package because he was like, yeah. um, your product is really easy to use. And I was like, yeah, duh. I like, told you. I was yeah. like, what did you duh. think? And he was like, yeah, no, I mean, I knew it was, but it's just like, it's shocking. You should really talk about that. And I'm like, oh my God, my own husband. <laughs> he doesn't know. <laughs> He's like saying like, you got to talk about this more. So yeah, I think what back to the point is like going through the process of like making an application video is actually really good practice yeah. for your business because you like you said you have to sit back and think what's the most important thing like how can I present it in a way that it's approachable that it's unique and so even if I wouldn't have gotten on Project Pitch It I think that going through the application process was a really beneficial thing and then going through the interviews and stuff like that was a really beneficial yep. thing. And then of course, then I was thrilled. I mean, literally thrilled to be show. It was like a dream come true again, because I'd been watching it for since it started. And so I just was, I mean, I think I'd probably be um, a bit effusive. And yeah. they, I think they were like, oh wow, she's really excited. That's <laughs> but cool, I was I mean, so that... excited. That's what they want to see, and that's uh, you know what makes you successful. I think is you are super passionate about the product, yeah, which is cool. Yeah. Um. Wh- while we we're talking, another question I had. So the sustainability side of things, how do you not 
create more waste by getting fabric for your product? Yeah, that is a good it, question. And it took me, yeah. this wasn't something I had figured out. This was something that was the dream and what I wanted to yeah. figure out before I launched. But it didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't make this solution happen until I got started, until I got Ooh. some footing underneath. And so when I started, I, I knew I had the dream of using garbage fabric and by garbage fabric or upcycled fabric, I mean, fabric that already exists. Okay. So fabric. Is that what upcycled mean? I saw upcycled yes. on your website. That's what that means? That's what it means is that like, in, oh, okay. because I see. it's not, I see. it's not necessarily recycle because like recycle is when break something down and make it into something new. And so like yeah. with my ribbon, my ribbon is made from Reprieve fiber. And Reprieve is this awesome but, company who takes a bunch of plastic. If you look at their website, they have really cool videos about how they do it. So R-E-P-R-E-V-E, -E, Reprieve. So they take plastic water bottles, they break them down into like little nuggets, and then they turn it into thread. And they literally make, like, so this ribbon is made out of plastic water bottles. Oh, so, so recycle recycled, yeah. right? Because it's turned yeah. into something new. Whereas this beautiful fabric is yeah. from upcycled. Is upcycled because it's not, I'm not, I didn't like break fabric down and turn it into something new. It's just that I'm using fabric that already exists. It's usable by the first person who was, a, who huh. was using it because for, for my situation, my biggest partnership that I made about probably about six months into starting my business is I had this amazing introduction and started this partnership with Florence Eisman, who also is a local Milwaukee um, entrepreneur. Um, oh, she nice. started her company many, many years ago. And now it's this like amazing children's clothing brand. Um, and like, even like the Obama's kids wear Florence Eisman, Jay-Z's oh, kids. We're talking. Yeah. Like, we're talking like really, really adorable kids clothing. Okay. <laughs> and so they do their production here, part of their production here in Milwaukee. And for a big company like that, they need a, they need like a lot of fabric to do a run of product. Okay. So they'll end up with what is for them a very small amount of fabric because they're doing huge production runs. Whereas for me, if it's like 20 yards of fabric, that's a lot of fabric for me. Oh, yeah. Um, And so I have a partnership with them to take their excess fabric because it's, again, this is like beautiful fabric oh, from Spain. I wish you could touch it. It's this floral, yeah. beautiful fabric. Um, And it's kids' clothing. So it's very fun, bright. Like it's perfect for gift wrap, kind of, you yeah. know. So they don't want to throw away their fabric, but it's not enough fabric for them to do another run. So they're kind of, and this is actually a new thing that a lot of brands are trying to do is develop circular fashion. So where yep. there is no waste to the fashion. So you think through like what's going to happen to the excess of the clothes that we make, what's going to happen to the clothes once a person's done wearing them is just like, how can we make? Cause I mean, I'm sure most people listening to this probably have heard about like fast fashion and fast fashion is so bad sure. enough. And circular fashion oh, yeah. is like the opposite. Well, not the opposite, but circular fashion is part of the solution to fast fashion of like wanting to figure out, okay, so we all want to have like clothes and that's exciting and clearly clothing and retail is not going away, but how right. can we make better choices about how we use the materials that we use so we're not just creating a bunch of garbage? And so anyhow, this, this partnership started between the two of us and 
it's been, you know, at first, I think I, you know, just like how we talk, like you kind of have to prove yourself. And so, you know, at first it was like this little thing where like, you know, I would go and get a little bit of fabric from them and I would use it and I would like post it. And then, you know, I would like tag them and they would, they would be looking at, me. you know, I can tell they're like yeah. looking at me to see like, okay, is she like, is this a legitimate business? Is she going to yeah. go off the rails? You know, cause they have a whole brand image that they've worked very hard to create over many, oh, yeah. many years. And so I think they're kind of like, well, is she going to fit in it or not? And so it's been really beautiful because now as the relationship has grown, I was able to share on Project Pitch It about our relationship. They're promoting our relationship because again, for them, they get to brag, rightfully so, that they're being part of circular fashion because instead of throwing away this beautiful fabric, which is what they would, I mean, not, they probably wouldn't. You know, what What are they going to, it's not, it's not fabric that they can use. So they have to try right. to find a creative solution and they're swapped gifts for you. There you go. To, to have a, that a win-win. solution. Yeah. And so, and so that relationship started now such that like they share about swap on their social media and um, like, it's something that they talk about as well. So that's been really yep. such an honor to be like, okay. I really did, you know, start off as this like sole entrepreneur where they probably were like, yeah. who is this girl? And she smiles a lot, but we don't know what she's going to say. What's going on here? <laughs> and, uh, and now, I mean, it, it turns into marketing too, yes, like you said. It's I mean, so, that's a great thing for both of you. Really fun. And, you know, so I, that's been a really exciting um, growth to the business that yep. was really a dream and it wouldn't have happened if I didn't get started and establish myself as like a reputable entrepreneur and company. Yep. It's funny to call yourself a company, like company yeah. that is yeah. going to follow through with my word about my products and, you know, do what I'm going to say I'm going to do. And now it's been really cool to see that grow. And um, I can't wait to see what happens next. Yeah. And I heard you say again, if I didn't get started, seems like sure. every, that's, that's such a, a clear takeaway from kind of your story of you didn't intend for this to be a business, but it did. Oh. And then the more you've gotten started, the more you've put yourself out there, good has come from it more and yeah. more and more. And it seems like that's an awesome lesson people can take from this. Yeah, definitely. That's very good. That's it. Let's... That's all I got. Let me, let me, let me plug your stuff a little okay. bit more. So again, Elizabeth Mueller, swathgifts.com is the website. It looks great. Yep. I know you talked about, you don't think it's great, but the website is Thank really good. You. I've learned a and lot. Then, and don't forget there's an really E. Good. So swap means to wrap. Good point. And a swath sure. is it so it's a synonym to wrap. Like swaddle. Like swaddle. People are like, oh, like swaddling. I'm like, yeah, like swaddling your gifts. And so it's S-W-A-T-H-E gifts.com. Yep. But yeah, check there it out. Go. And if you have any feedback about what would make my website better, you better it, send me an email because I will listen. It looks pretty good. I will I'm listen. I'll steal some ideas. Yeah. So nice. And then lots of good stuff on social media as well. At swath gifts. And of course, like we said, you're on Project Pitch It, the episode with me, Tune which in. we get to see pretty soon. Oh my soon. gosh, and all the episodes have been so fun They're to so watch. Good. So I would I say I can't wait for the next ones to always air. So watch all the episodes. You'll be so They're impressed with what is happening in Wisconsin. Absolutely. Yep. We're on episode five, April 22nd. It airs in Milwaukee and Channel 12. And then uh, it goes all over the state after that. So that's it. Thank you. I know you talk about your passion, but it is it is awesome to see people that have a business they're passionate about. I mean, it's 
it's cool to see people do something they care about. And you're a great example of that. So congratulations. And uh, thank you for the time. And that's it for this week. Thanks everybody for listening. Huge thank you to Elizabeth for joining us. Love her intensity. You know, she jokes about it while we talk, but just love how passionate she is about the product, how she took and her passion in life for sustainability and really found a way to turn it into a business. And it's had a lot of success, found a bunch of other people with similar passions. So really cool story and uh, more to come. Really excited to talk to more Wisconsin businesses, more entrepreneurs, more people who are on the show. Thanks, everybody.